Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. And so a lot of times people won't get jobs because they don't look like they can be managed. The biggest thing that, that law firms worry about when they're hiring people that have been out of the market is they worry that they may not want the job or they may not stick around. Okay. Switch to a firm with securities litigation, but realize most of the work they're doing is insurance to events for professional responsibilities, which I don't like. I only have one securities case now. I worked at my prior firm for seven months and switched to my current firm for securities work. When do you think I should switch firms again if I want to work at a large firm in securities litigation? What can I do to improve my position? Okay, so this is a, a common type of question, and a lot of people run into this position where people get into a position where they're not doing the work that they wanted to. And this is not, this is a very common type of question. And you're not going to like my answer, but I'm going to just give it anyway. Most firms, firms are businesses. And so if they don't have a certain type of work, like the one you want to do, they'll just give you whatever they have. And unfortunately, it sounds like you're doing what they give you, which is good. So you need to just continue doing the type of work that the firm's given you. But at the same time, if you do want another position, you need to be very careful. What happens typically, uh, so you, you may move your first job after seven months or a year or two years. And then if you move again to your, your second job and you stay at your second job for a year and then you move, people start making conclusions about you. And the only logical conclusion that they can make is that you're either unhappy where you go or people are, you're being asked to leave or whatever, and you're not going to stick around. So, you know, that's a problem. So you need to be very careful. If uh, I don't know why a law firm would hire you to do securities related litigation and then not have and then not have that work, that's strange that you would move for that and not have the work. So if I re- I would ask them if I could get more of that type of work and try to gravitate towards partners that do have that work in the firm. A lot of times, what happens is if you're not aggressive about seeking out the kind of work you want, they'll just give you the kind of work that they want you to do. That's how it works in every firm. So. There's always partners that no one wants to work with or that have different types of work that may. So your first task would be to try to get work from the, the type of someone that has securities litigation. And then if that doesn't work out, then you may have to move. But uh, unless you find a place that does nothing but what you want to do and you're not getting that kind of work, then your only other option is just to stay where you're at and continue doing what you want to do. If you really want to do securities litigation, you are going to need to find a law firm that does that. And so you're in a bad situation. But I would recommend, if it were me, I would try to find a firm that, that does that. I would try to do the best you could at your existing firm and try to get work from partners at your firm that have it. And that's what happens, especially, I don't know how aggressive you are. But again, a lot of firms will just give you a lot of lots of different types of work other than what you want to do, unless you are aggressive and seeking it out. So that means I would try to find partners in your firm that have that type of work. And then if you do, get that work. So how much does board certifications help as a credential? I think it can help a lot in certain practice areas. It depends on the practice area. But in California, for example, they have it for family law and other things. And I think it's, it is an actually meaningful credential. So you have to have a certain amount of experience doing something. And the other thing I like about the board certifications is they... Uh, they actually make you like experts in something. Very few people are experts in a practice area. But if you get a board certification, it's almost like being a, a practice area. 
some of the board certifications are silly, like appellate law and things, but for the most part, I think they're actually very useful and they show that you're an expert. I think they're good for clients, they're good for firms and all sorts of things. And we're good for getting clients, I'm sorry, and getting jobs. So I think they, and I think that they're very useful. Now, there's some major law firms that would, wouldn't care about it. They would just, but for the most part, I think board certifications are a really good idea. Okay, so this is another example. What are some effective strategies for senior attorneys who have been out of the job market for a while and need to update their skills to be competitive in today's job market? Okay, so this is actually a really good question. It may not, it may seem like a, a regular type question without a lot of substance, but it actually is a very substantive question. So I, I think that the way a lot of people think about being an attorney and going to school and so forth is that you get out of school and then you're, you know, that's it, you're done learning and so forth. And in order to be in any profession, you should have a lot of interest in it. So you should have. I mean, I'll just give you an example myself. I'm going next week to a, a marketing conference. Now, I don't personally do a lot of marketing, but I'm going to spend three days, or maybe the week after next, some conference in Atlanta learning about marketing, just because I like to, it's relevant to learning how attorneys can market themselves and learning. It's just relevant to my job. And every week I'm writing or doing these webinars and trying to write articles and things about what I do. And so being a lawyer is no different. If you're, you, you need to really think about it, and this is something, a piece of advice for everyone, is you constantly want to be learning and developing your skills and reading and going to conferences and trying to be as enthusiastic as possible. It's not a job. So being a lawyer is, being a lawyer is a profession and, and not a job. So it's not, it's, it's, a job would be if you're working on an oil rig and your job is to operate a switch or something, that's a job. But a profession is a whole bunch of things. You know, being on this webinar is something that you should be doing. Being on a webinar is very, learning this stuff and answering questions shows it's a profession. You should be learning all the time and updating your skills. Just today, if what you learned about is, you know, about if you're a senior attorney is about your profession. So it's a profession and it's a profession that means you should always be learning and reading and getting all the information you can. So, and that's how you keep your skills updated. And you go to, you do continuing legal education. You take a lot of interest in it and a lot of pride in it. And because not everybody can be an attorney, There's, you have to have a license and you have to go to school and all these different. So, the way to keep your skills up, and this is for everybody, is you should, from your a career standpoint, you should be going to webinars like this or learning about different things about your career. And then you should be learning things about your practice area. And you should be learning about the legal market that you're in, meaning reading the legal news in different areas that you're in and so forth. And that would that's what a profession is. And very few people, by the way, think of their job as being a profession. They just think, oh, I'm going to get here. I'll do the work they give me, blah, blah, blah. But if you take it seriously, there's very few people that do. So if you take it seriously and you become very interested in what you're doing, then all of a sudden clients want you. And then all of a sudden law firms uh, want and see what you are about because so many people are just doing things as a job. And, and so you really want to do it as a profession. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is to constantly look at what you're doing as, as being a profession and not just a job. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, 
you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Okay, how would you advise a senior attorney who has recently been laid off or forced to retire due to age discrimination? What steps can they take to re-enter the job market and find a positional law firm? Okay, so there's a thing called, there's a couple of things that I want to just be very clear about. And, and then I'll, I'm going to give you, I'm going to talk about some things you don't want to know about, then I'll talk about some things you may want to know about. So one of the things that I've noticed that in a lot of firms, and again, this doesn't mean you can't get a job, but it makes it hard to get a job. In big markets, like big markets would be your largest, most competitive markets. So I'm, without naming names, I'm sure. But in the largest, most competitive markets, the law firms have their choice of people. I mean, they can hire people, especially at large law firms, because they get applicants all day and there's a lot of people that want to work there. And what happens a lot of times uh, is they realize that if they hire someone that's been laid off or let go for age reasons or stuff, or even a junior attorney that's been laid off, that the person may come at everything with, a, with kind of a case of sour grapes. And what that means is they're mad, they, they need to protect themselves, um, they're angry at the world and the angry at employers for messing with their self-esteem and pulling the rug out from under them. And so they come in with sour grapes. And that's very common, by the way. And people that are hired with sour grapes are obviously bad to the, for the firm's morale. So you have to come at things like you have to really put yourself in the situation. And I know this is hard, especially if you're laid off for age discrimination, but you have to put yourself in the situation of your firm and that let you go and basically say your work was slowing, they didn't have the work or whatever, I still like them, and really be positive, even as hard as it is to be. But you have to try to be positive because if you're not, then law firms are going to pick up on that and they're not going to want to hire you. Um, and you're going to, even though you're not maybe showing that, they're, they're, it's just not going to make, it's not going to do well. It's just not a good idea. So the first thing is anybody that's been laid off, anybody that's angry, anybody that has problems with their existing employer, when they're looking for a job, anybody that's mad, you have to talk yourself out of that because you'll go into interviews and, you, and, and you're going to your next job and it won't work out. And that's the first thing. No matter, even sour grapes, are just one of the reasons that law firms like to maybe avoid people to some extent that are not working because they're afraid that they're going to bring that anger to their next job. And I can tell you just from personal experience, and again, this is I don't know if it's off the record, but I used to, I would talk to candidates all the time and they would get, my candidates would get fired. And I would say, this is awful. Like, how could somebody from this huge law firm get in these great qualifications, lose their job? Uh, I'm going to hire them because I want to help them. And then those people that were fired, usually when after a period of time, sometimes they're, then they're angry at their next employer and and then they fire their employer and they have, because they're mad that what happened in the past. And so they come at things with a wrong perspective. Now, has that always happened? No, but it happen, happens a lot with people that are laid off. So you need to get rid of this whole sour grapes thing. I know it's not easy, especially if you're discriminated against age discrimination, not good. So I'm completely on your side. I just want you to know that um, you need to get rid of the sour grapes thing. So what can you do to re-enter the job market and find a position in a law firm? 
the big, all the things that I told you about today, which is to really get out there and apply to a lot of different places. And, and so you need to, the first thing is you need to focus your resume on a practice area, meaning you need to look like you do one thing. And what that means is regardless of what your practice area is, it needs to look like, you need to look like an expert in something. And then you need to look, you need to look like an expert in something, and then you need to apply to a lot of places, as many places as you can find. One of the things too, I want to tell everybody, and I'm going to start sending this out to all of my candidates at BCG, but there's a series of articles for employers on BCG, and, and it basically tells employers how to hire people. And it goes through these things that I talk about every week, but from the employer's point of view, can you do the job? Can you be managed? Do you want the job? Will you do the job long-term? Um, I don't know. Do we like you? I don't know. There's maybe another one of your six of them. But so can you do the job basically is your experience. That's whatever's on your resume. If you're an expert in something and you've been doing it before, that means you can do the job. So the other big ones where people blow it are, can you be managed? Meaning what a lot of senior attorneys will do is they will have things on their resume that make it look like they're in charge of leading and doing all these things and maybe and think that they're in charge and stuff. And if you're trying to work for someone else, that doesn't always go over well. And so a lot of times people won't get jobs because they don't look like they can be managed. So that would be one of the things that I would say that is important. And then wanting the job, if you're the people that I hire, and I've always wanted to hire, are people that really want the job. They're like, wow, I I really want to work there. I want to and there are people that come across that way. Like the employer doesn't need to t- talk you into anything, like you're sold. And if that's usually the f- person's first choice, any employer, if you really go in there and you act like you really want this job and you're enthusiastic, uh, they're going to they're gonna really want to hire you. I'll never forget it. And this, this is actually very interesting. So I was young. I was, I've been doing this recruiting job for maybe five years. And I had been very successful like very quickly. And I had built this office. It cost me like, I, I don't know how I would, but like $7 million or something. This is a long time ago. And I had several hundred people working for me. And I don't know, maybe 600 or something at the point. It's just, I was, couldn't believe. Actually, I think I've been doing it for four years, how successful I've become. And I started this law crossing and BCG and um, I had these beautiful new offices I'd built. In a, anyway, but I was doing very well. And I, anyway, so I was interviewing people for a CFO job. And this one guy came in and he was old. He was like probably, I would say in his mid-70s. And he had all the stuff on his resume, like how he was a venture capitalist and done all this stuff. And I was like, why is this guy interviewing with me? It's this kid that was very successful early on, but why would he be interviewing me? So most of my questions were like, this guy was thinking about punk. He's never experienced some early luck in my company. But why would this guy want to work for me? And, and he's going to think he knows everything. And so what happened, it was very interesting. So after this interview, which was basically me expressing incredible, wow, like why would some guy that is vested has more money, obviously, than I'll ever want to work for me? But anyway, so that was kind of, I think. And then what happened is after the interview, and I said, thanks, he walked towards my desk and he, he put his hands on the desk. I don't know what he did, but he said, Something like, if you give me this job, I'm going to work harder than anyone. And this is a job I really want. And I, I really think it would, I'd really like this opportunity. And I never forgot that because no one ever does something like that. Like, no one ever asked. And I didn't hire him. 
I ended up hiring someone that looked like they with this kind of hotshot background and things didn't end up working out. And I sued them or I fired them and they sued me. I fired them because they weren't coming into work until one o'clock and then showing up with dogs and everything. It was a disaster. And so I should have hired this guy and I didn't. And But it was someone that really wanted the job. And so very few people do that. Like very few people go into interviews and act like they really want the job and it'll be meaningful to them. And that particular guy that really wanted the job was a real mistake. I should have hired him even though he was older. If you really want the job, people will hire you. I've hired a lot of people just because they wanted the job. And very few people actually are able to convince you. But I just think about it. I remember that guy 20 years ago because no one ever did anything like that. And then the other things are, will you do the job long-term and do we like you? And long-term just means, do they think you're going to stick around? And so I think the reason will you do the job long-term is important is because you can see here this early question where someone says they want to, they're doing insurance defense and they want to switch jobs. Like these are all questions that law firms are asking when they're interviewing you. And if you look like you're not going to stick around, they'll hire someone that, that does. And and if you look like you don't want the job, they're going to hire someone that does want the job. If you think about by all the jobs you've gotten and everything, the jobs that you get are often going to be ones where you really wanted the job because people pick that up. And if you don't want the job, you're going to, you're going to communicate that as well. I really will recommend that as much as you can get done. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. Okay. So this is a good question. This is from someone that wants to work in-house and is a senior attorney. So I do have advice for senior attorneys that want to work in-house. So in-house jobs are interesting. So it's almost like the same thing a lot of times that happens in law firms. Most in-house jobs, not all of them, but a lot of them, when companies are hiring in-house, they'll typically, there's a couple different types of attorneys that they'll hire. But if you're looking, you don't want to be general counsel or something, and you're just looking for like an in-house job. The most in-house jobs go to attorneys that are, if they're hiring from a law firm and it's a big company, they're going to want to hire people from big law firms that have immediately transferable skills that are fresh. Let's say you're, you're a tax attorney and you're working at a big law firm in New York and you want to go in-house to Google or something. Like They're going to, they're going to be more comfortable hiring a, a seventh or eighth year tax attorney than they will be like a 20 or 30 year tax attorney just because they want people that are bright and bushy-tailed and will, are more likely to do work rather than um, that sort of thing. So the problem with in-house jobs, so I talk to companies all the time, and I don't make in-house placements, by the way, because I do make in-house placements, but I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, specialize in it because it's, it's anyway, I'm, I don't want to get too far into it, but it's a different animal that doesn't have a clear set of rules and where there, there's just, there's a lot of problems with it. But what in-house happens at in-house companies is most in-house companies want to hire people not to come in and manage outside counsel and to tell them what they can and can't do. And they want that, but they really want people to come in and actually do the work. Because if you come in and do the work, it saves them money. And so 
if they if they're currently spending two million dollars a year on outside litigation that they think an in-house person can do for three hundred thousand, that's going to make them happy. If they're and so what happens with a lot of in-house attorneys is especially for senior ones. Senior attorneys, when they're going in-house, view themselves as someone that is getting a job where they're in power and where they can direct outside counsel and where people are going to kowtow to them and, and they can give other people business and so forth. And what I would advise anybody that's looking for an in-house job is almost all companies that hire in-house people, when, they don't, when it doesn't work out for them, they're upset because their in-house counsel isn't doing work and is feeding a lot of work to outside counsel. So if you're trying to get an in-house counsel job, my best piece of advice is you need to look like someone that's willing, that wants to do work, that wants to save them money, that can do work more efficiently than outside counsel, that's an expert in a certain practice area, and, uh, and that sort of thing. But what happens in most in-house companies, and this is something I hear over and over again, is that they bring in, they bring in, they hire an attorney, usually from a lot of times from a big firm, and they think they're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more by bringing them in. And then that attorney ends up finding more work to be done by the firm that they came from or by another law firm and ends up costing them more money. Your job when you're getting a job in-house, now there's different in-house jobs and some in-house jobs may want people to do nothing but manage outside counsel. But your job when you're trying to get a job in-house really is to, and one of the ways to be to really get a job in-house if you're trying to get one is to make sure the law firm believes that you can save them a lot of money, the in-house company. And if they think that, they're more likely to hire you. And so most people, and I've had this happen over and over again when I'm trying to place people in-house, like a lot of times the in-house people want to be giving, people that are looking for in-house jobs want to be in a position where they're in control and they're in charge of budgets and all this stuff when the company's really looking to save money. Okay. What do you think of placing senior military attorneys with 20 plus years who previously specialized in law of armed conflict, government ethics, and investigations? Okay. That's a good question. One of the biggest problems, it's very funny with a lot of times with military resumes, there's a certain format they follow. And, and it's, I don't know why, I don't know the, what it is, but, but the resumes tend to look like, then there's all these honors and different things that are meeting goals and quotas and things that are always on military resumes. And I don't know why they look that way. But if you're trying to get a position, and many times the military resumes and the mentality is it's a different type of mentality many times than, than law firms have in terms of the directness and the, and it's actually okay. There's something wrong with it. So what do I think of placing military attorneys? So the problem with, if you have 20 years of experience in the military is how are you going to communicate to the law firms what, how your experiences are transferable to paying clients? So a law firm needs to believe that you know, that you're an expert in some sort of practice area or can learn a certain practice area that, that they have. And, and so that's part of the issue there is can you, does it, what does it look like? You're basically under the same, and I, frankly, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but it's often very difficult to, to place military attorneys. Now, that's not to say that it's impossible because it's not. But, but it can be difficult. You say investigations, internal investigations are something, but how do you place a, go- a government attorney? So the first one is, can you do the job? So how are, what is the practice area that you would go into? Is it litigation? Is it, um, I don't know, what is it? How does that transfer? And then 
Can you be managed? Yes. Most military attorneys definitely look like they can be managed. And that's one of the things that the military does very well. But can you do the job? Uh, Will you do the job long-term? Most of them look like that. And do we like you? Being likable as a military attorney, obviously people that are of different political persuasions don't like the military. Some political persuasions really like the military. You have to think about what are you going to do to make your experience look like it is transferable. And that's one of the problems of military attorneys. So there's certain branches of the military, which are, you could be in the JAG and prosecuting or defending criminals, which is obviously you can transfer or people that military crimes that those skills are often very transferable to criminal law. Uh, but many different types of military attorneys aren't. And so you need to understand how can you package your experience in a way that, that law firms like. I will tell you that certain firms, which are personal injury, plaintiffs, and a lot of people that do in a lot of practice areas where the starting salaries are not high, are willing to train people. That's one. Another thing I would recommend if I was a military attorney, I would search for, search for attorneys that, that have been career military people in whatever market and talk to them and ask them for advice because there are going to be lots of people like that and they'll have stories and things to share with you. They might say, this is how I find a job. It was tough. And I would try to find as many of those people as I could. So I would say, you could do the same thing. You would search Google. And I'm, again, I'm not going to tell you what to search. It could be, if you want to work, you'd say something like, whatever, U.S. Army, I don't know, U.S. US Army, or whatever the government branch or some big government branch. And then you would say, brand attorney, Minneapolis, I don't know, something like that. And then, however, but come up with different searches to find those types of people. Maybe there's directories for the military. But again, this is, this is a good question because I don't know exactly what you do and it doesn't really matter, but you're going to have to figure out how you're going to position yourself. The problem with military resumes is uh, a lot of times they'll just list like all this different stuff and all these different awards and it's very difficult to make sense out of it. And it doesn't, it's almost like they're in a different language compared to what you need to do to get a job in, in a law firm. So that, that's what I would recommend. But I would try to talk to some people and research people that have done it and then reach out to them and get answers that they may have. Okay. And that's really the best advice I could give. And I, I definitely, it's very interesting. There's certain firms like in Washington, D.C. that love hiring military attorneys. There's others, but you have to have some sort of experience. Okay. So senior attorneys have been out of the job market for several years and maybe unsure how to approach the job searches process in today's market. If you've been out, I don't know how long you're saying you've been out, but if you've been out of the job market and you're senior for several years, the law firm, again, you have to go always go back to these questions and, and really and ask yourself, like, and again, I would recommend reading this. It's also on BCG under the employer section, but seeing how you would answer these questions. The biggest thing that, that law firms worry about when they're hiring people that have been out of the market is they worry that they may not want the job or they may not stick around. They, they used to say that once someone stops practicing law, a lot of times, and they've been out for a while, like a couple of years or a year, it's very difficult for them to go back because why would they? It's too much stress. It's, it's a dog eat dog world. There's just all sorts of problems many times who work in a law firm. And so if you, many times law firms will not want you back and, or you won't want to go back. So you have to look like you really want the job. And then you have to have some compelling reasons, maybe why you're out of the job. But ultimately, 
if the law firm feels they can make money off you and they have the work, then they're going to hire you. Other things I would recommend would be sometimes just calling around or messaging people and saying, do you have any work? Is there anything I can do to help you? can be very helpful and you can get jobs that way. So I've hired people to help me like that before and it does work. So that's what I would do. But you have to have some sort of, you know, if you're applying for jobs, you have to have some sort of story or reason that you haven't been working, reason that you're going to commit to when you're coming back. And again, the more specialized your practice area is, uh, the more the more law firms are going to be interested in you because it's very difficult for law firms in, in smaller markets that may have the work to find experts in different types of things, whether it's trademark law or different trust in the states or whatever. If a law firm, if you're a specialist in something, even if you're a senior, law firms are often going to be very likely not to hire you. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 